during this time of progression, everybody's testimony of progress is about self-discovery. Self-discovery brings self-recovery. And let me back it up a little bit. I just received a phone call from a sister in Christ. You better be in the house or tune in because I'm speaking tonight. And I want you to hear me, Q. <laughs> I got you, Kimberly. <laughs> I got you, Kimberly. I'm telling you, God is so amazing. <laughs> Let me tell you like this, guys. I don't go out much. You know, like many of us, like we just fellowship everywhere, anywhere. And that's awesome. But Quenisha, you know, I just been like, you know, hey, what's up? And I'll hang out and do things. But for the most part, you know, I don't do that as much. <laughs> I'm not a loner. I'm definitely not a loner, but I am a private person, but I love people more than being by myself. But my lifestyle is private, but I still fellowship. I hope you get that. And people starting to find out that you didn't just come on the scene. Hold on. Wait, you been doing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you know such and such? Oh yeah, we go way back. Stop playing. Where do you be at? Where are you hiding out at? <laughs> For your voice to be so loud. For you to be so fired up for the Lord. Where do you be at? <laughs> because we see you. We hear you. We want more of you. Pretty much. And you got that. Hallelujah. You definitely have that. So tonight, I just want to say I'm already blessed, Kimberly, by what God is using you to do, how God is using you to do it. Hallelujah. I thank God for you so much. It's so amazing that I was asked to speak in one of the classes, you know, at VBC. But I'm going to tell you how God is amazing. He want me to enroll, and yet they don't even know that I'm about to enroll, but they asked me to speak in one of the classes. I'm like, you know, I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> because God knows what we don't know all the time. He knows what we don't know all the time. I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. God say testify. God. <laughs> okay. A month ago, God said, Quenisha, I want you to give back to your church in a way you never gave back before. And I'm like, okay, God, how much? No, it's not in a sense of quantity. It's in a sense of quality. I want you to give back. I want you to give back. I want you to 
go so low so I can take you up so far so fast? What do you want me to do? <laughs> I want you to call the church. And I want you to clean. I want you to clean every day until they say that it's done for the day. I want you to start out in the restrooms. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, God, I give it a call. Hello. I'm calling to serve. You know, give back and help out. And Do you need help with housekeeping, you know, to clean the bathrooms? My, my, my. You are such a blessing. You are on time with this phone. Girl, yeah. When can you come in today? Can I come first thing tomorrow? Because I just got the word about me doing this just, you know, just now. Sure. Can you be here by 8 o'clock? Of course. I get there. I get there. Give me all the things that I need. And when I went there, they were like, um, are you coming here for a job? Because we don't have that position open. No. God said, come and serve. Come and serve. Wow. Okay. Well, here go the gloves. Here goes the cleaning supplies. And I mean more than enough of whatever you need to do what you have to do. Okay, I got this. I got that. Okay. I almost cried. I almost cried because it was not easy. And I mean every bathroom. And each bathroom have over 25 stalls. Let me say majority. Because the ones on the side have at least about, you know, 10, 12. And it's not just the stalls. It's the restocking, the sweeping, the mopping, the wiping, the doors, the walls. Anything that you see that God say, do, do. And they were like, no, you don't have to do all of that. No, it's okay. I'm doing as the Lord lead me to do. Oh, okay, well, go ahead. Oh, let us be quiet. Mouth is zipped. Go ahead. We usually hear from 8 to 12. Okay. That's fine. The first bathroom almost tore my back up from bending down, stooping down, standing up, bending down, stooping down, each stall by stall. And I mean wiping around it, spraying inside, scrubbing the inside, on the floor, the walls, restocking each one by one. And once I got to the number 75, I was like, oh boy. Woo, my legs. Bending up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I don't mean, you know, in the sense of we're getting older. No, it's just the exercise itself. They don't do that much bending and stretching in the Olympics. 
and it's a constant of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, up and down, up and down. You gotta go up and down the wall, up and down the doors, up and down the stall, up and down the back, the front, the sides, to each bathroom. And it wasn't no thought. This is disgusting. When the last time somebody flushed this toilet, who forgot to flush? Bodily fluids. You got hair everywhere. And doing it out of love. It's like the more it became intense, the more exciting my spirit have risen in me to do so for the Lord. I almost cried because I never went that low before to serve. I started thinking about my certifications. I started thinking about every graduation. I started thinking about, you understand, my credentials. I started thinking about my purpose. I started thinking about God's plan. I started thinking about me being more than enough. I started thinking about me being a head at the tail. I started thinking about me being above and never beneath. I started thinking about me being seated in heavenly places. I started thinking about my citizenship, and yet I'm doing this for the Lord. And to hide back my tears. And once I finished stall, what, 75, there goes the next restroom. Now it's like 75 more. Wait a second. Whoa. Whoa. And each stall requires three different types of sprays and disinfectant. Cannot use the same spray for this everything in the same, you understand, the same different areas. Something different for inside the toilet, something different outside the toilet. For the steel, gotta put stainless steel and not put cleaning supplies on stainless steel. And then the mirrors, and then the countertops, the sinks underneath, paper towels, dispenser, you know, tissue holders. After that 75, oh wait, we have four more bathrooms. Whoa, Jesus. And once I got done, thank you so much. You are such a blessing. And guess what? When I left, I was limping on my way home. You know, I called my ride. I was limping. I was like, oh, I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. And then all of a sudden, I come back in the next day. They must was talking about it when I left. She did this and she not getting paid? Nah. She said, the Lord said, sir, none of them ever met me. I never seen the members that was there, that worked there during the day. And it got to a person that worked there that know me. And she heard Q, hold on, Q. Q working? No, she don't work here, she's serving. Serving where? What, in the kitchen? No, in the bathrooms. Wow. How much y'all paying her? She's serving. Serving you doing it for the Lord. She's giving back. Says she want to help out in the ministry where she's, you know, where she serve God, where she eat, where she's planted. And I said, 
to the woman who's, you know, the overseer in the, you know, cleaning area. I said, I don't want nobody to know that I'm coming here doing this. I don't want my pastors to know. I don't want nobody to know that I'm coming here doing this. I just want to come here and do this and go home. Cool. Cool. And I'm going to tell you something. When that woman that works in the reception see me come in there, put them gloves on. You, I knew Q was you. I thought it was another Q. You, I'm not shocked and I'm not surprised that you, it's you. I'm not. Did it over 16, 17, 18 times. 100 and something stalls a day. Scrubbing things that been there for over five years that could not come up with one, two, three, in one day, two day, three days. And God said, I want every scum on the round the back, on the sides, every piece of hair, every piece of dirt. I want all of that up. I want it squeaky clean. I want you to give me your best. Oh boy. Jesus. From 8 to 12. And when your time's up, whenever God asks us to do something, our time is up. You understand? It's been a month since I last been there. And a sister of my spiritual mom, I had no idea that was her sister. And she was the one that's over the department. And I had no idea. I said, I don't want you to tell our pastors, not even knowing that's your sister. I didn't know to the last day. I don't want you to tell our, I was like, our pastors, nobody that I'm here doing this. And she kept her word. A part of me was like, I'm really doing this. I'm getting up at 6.30 to be there at 7.45 in the morning. I'm really doing this. And I'm really excited to do this. And I know she misses me very much because she was like, well, the Lord ain't tell me to do it all like you doing it, but you are very good at cleaning. It's the fact that I did it unto the Lord. And we do things unto the Lord, we give him our best. Every day I left, my lower back was aching, my knees, my legs, because of constant standing up and bending down behind the low toilet stalls. And I couldn't believe how some of us can leave a bathroom like that. But I wasn't thinking about nothing negative. I was just like, you know what? Okay, 
Let me just get it. And I started being very proud. The more I cleaned, the more cleaner it got and the more easier it became when I got there. So it went from 8 to 12 and then like three weeks, four weeks in, now it's like 8 to 9. You done in an hour? Yeah, I've been doing this every day. So it's, you know, it's how it's supposed to be. Clean. I'm just reshaping what I... Now, it's been a month since I've been there. I'm like, where's she at? <laughs> but they know that, you know. I said, God, have me to serve. Whenever my time up is up, you have me, you know, have me to do whatever you need me to do while I'm here that you have me. And I mean, sometimes I had to go to rehearsal of dance that night, and body was like, you're not going to dance tonight, Quenisha. You just sat there and washed around, up and down, over a hundred and some stars. You're not about to, you know, do no dance, nothing. And guess what? Every time I went, I had more than enough energy. Wasn't no, ache, wasn't no pain because I didn't claim any. I began to go all the way back, you know, stretch my back, put my legs all the way behind my head. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I became a gymnast in a week. I had to stretch every bone, every tissue, every joint, every disc. I'm telling you. And I'm going to tell you guys. God is just so good. It's like the people that's asking me to do things, not aware that I had something to do with that area long ago. And God is like bringing me back to that area, that specific thing, <laughs> like ancestry prayer. So when it comes to self-discovery, you're going to discover some things about you that you didn't know that you had in you. Can nobody tell you who you are? but God and he have you and I discover us the more we come alongside with him because we are just like our daddy when it comes to our purpose God's plan we cannot confuse these two words quality and quantity when it comes to our ability when I say that God's plan is bigger than me it's not in a sense of quality because God say I'm above you above and we're never beneath so I cannot see anything that I can accomplish too hard for me I gotta get up bigger than me that I cannot accomplish bigger than me that it seems too good to be true but he want us to look at it in a sense that it's bigger than us in a sense of quantity because it requires more than just me so when it comes to my purpose when God says it's bigger than us it's not quality it's the quantity because we're confusing the two and that's why many of us are hesitant to go all the way and we're doing all this extra jipper jabber expected gadget dun, 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 when God had doors to be open that no man could close just walk right through because of the quality When it comes to our passion and our gift, it's the quantity that makes it bigger than us. 
because it requires people, places, and things. But when it comes to the quality of it, we are more than a conqueror. Above what we can ask or even think. Point being is that whatever God put in your heart, every greatest heart's desire, do not see that bigger than you. In a sense of quality, but quantity. Because it requires more people than you. That's what make it bigger. The size and not the potential. Because if it was had, I mean, if it has to give me more potential than you, then it wouldn't take you to complete it. It would complete you. You understand. And that's why we use the term go-getter. A go-getter is not going around and see what can I use, who can I use for me to have so I can receive when it comes to me getting. No, a go-getter is a person who don't start from a place of thinking that I need to do all of this because it seems too great to receive because I'm looking at my purpose in the sense of quality and not quantity that is bigger than me and I'm looking at it like it's so hard to accomplish that it's too great for me so now I'm waiting for God to provide for me people around that's more equipped than me looking for a word prophet, prophetically excuse me to help my ability to bring the past was already in me so see yourself on top of a thing I never saw anybody above me higher than me. Because we are all above and never beneath. He gave us all dominion over every living thing, not every living one. Never see an opportunity too great for you to accomplish, too great for you to walk right through, too great for you to even have right now. If God had you to use your faith to receive everything that you believe him to do, would you believe it to happen for you right now? Even though you know that it can, but would you believe that it will happen to you right now? Or is it too great? Or you need to do something, a heart skipping a jump for it to come to pass in your life right now? Because it's causing many of us to become hesitant. Because we have to see ourselves above everything that God calls us to accomplish. Quick example. When it comes to celebrities, many of us think it's too great to have a connection straight like that. We have to think we got to go around. We got to get a portfolio. We got to get... 3x3s, MSPS3s, MP33s, 4s, 5s, 6s. I got to get to this person, that person. I got to go around. I got to go through the trees, up the stream, through the woods. Just for me to open up this door and walk right through it. Because we see people higher than us. Because how they live and what they have. So that's us putting people above us. And that's why many of us still not accomplishing what's already in us to accomplish. 
when you and I really settle what there's nothing too hard for you and I to do, we're going to accomplish much more. Because God just had me in a meeting, a Congress meeting. Legislator, a lot of politicians discussing what kind of laws can we change, what kind of laws can we make, laws can we take away. Going over the entire amendment. People talking about home care, war. And there it goes. They're asking me what seems to be the topic of discussion on your heart, young lady. Well, God has put in my heart to join this meeting because of the testimony of a man named Noah. And God told Noah, now imagine how they felt hearing that. And God told Noah, it was on Zoom, and God told Noah to build a great, you know, an ark for a great flood. Build an ark for a great flood. Let me slow it down. They looking like, okay. And... Once the mission was accomplished, God given us a rainbow, a symbol as his promise that he would never destroy the earth. They're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we get it. Another flood. They finished it for me. So the point of me being here is the flag. The rainbow flag is symbolized as pride, but it's symbolized as promise. I'm not against anyone's personal preference. I love everybody. I cannot judge. I don't want to. I love instead. But it has to be something else. It would not be this flag. Will many, you know, feel the same way? And it's it's not going about it negatively. It's not starting a campaign. It's not starting a war. It's not starting, you understand, a movement nor a march. It's just getting me in front of the right press and the right crew. Because majority of the people who really walk around claiming the pride flag has a relationship with God. Because it's not by any of us behavioral based. And I know a lot of people and I have a lot of family members who know God and still date the same gender go to church love God fast and pray receive the presence receive Holy Spirit so I'm not here to say what you're doing is wrong I'm not here to say what you're doing is right that's not my place what I'm here to do is take what belongs to my father our father and put it back where it belongs you can use anything else I don't care if you use a teddy bear it would not be the flag of pride as a rainbow. I get it. A gentleman in 1960s, I understand. He went to New York, I know, and he published it in the museum. I get it. And he's no longer here. I read him. I did my research. Oh, you know about it? Yes, I read every page front and back. So what are you saying? I want to politely get people involved. By you putting me on the camera, 
that they would know, which they do know, what the rainbow symbolizes. We see the books, we read the books, even as kids, we colored the pages, we painted the pages. Everybody, you know, just about know about Noah's Ark and the rainbow symbolize God's promise. And we're going to use something else. It's not saying you're wrong, you shouldn't get, no, we're just going to use something else. No one did it despitefully on purpose. No one just say, let me take this from God. This belongs to us. No, it was just, it's a great idea. Let's use this, but it's God's idea. So we're going to use that for his purpose and not pride because his promise is based upon humility and that's contrary to pride. And they sat there and they listened and they listened. You know why? Because I didn't see me being there bigger than me. Even when it came to me in January, I mean, July, I was on my way back to a record company, record label called Atlantic Records. Because over six, seven years ago, I was researching what does it take to actually be heard or even considered. And the list was too long to even just think about not being considered. To go through all of that and for them to not even look at what you worked so hard to receive. No, I don't see this opportunity bigger than me. I'm going straight to New York. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. That's what I did. It wasn't nobody's business. I'm going straight there. My plan was when I get signed, then I call everybody. Hey, guess where I am? Guess who I'm with? That was my plan. Because I done been to over 16 studios and I have not had a good experience. Because when many people, and not all, when many people who's into the music industry and helping people out to come out and help them to come on top of a thing in the industry, entertainment industry, when they see you walk into a studio as a woman, many guys don't know how to act. Let me go see what she's about. Oh, no, she's no. Leave her alone. She come here. She paid for some bars. She paid for studio time. And she even paid for, you know, some beats. And I came with some beats, but I couldn't use them because they were already copywritten for somebody else. And I said, okay, well, can I just, you know, the person I knew on YouTube, you can use it for just that recording, but you cannot, you know, use it for no hit, no single, no, no, no recording period. So I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give them the beat and they're going to either take a piece out or add a piece in to make it different so it's not the identical beat. I don't care if you add in a cello, I don't care if you add in a pan flute or take out a cymbal or bass, whatever, or even speed up the tempo or slow it down, whatever it is. And that's what I did to countless studios. And when they hear that you're coming in as a female artist, a rapper, many people talk too much and they have people around sitting there and you feel, I felt so uncomfortable. I'm coming there to release what I like to do with just the time I pay for just a person to do it, record it, 
not your friends sitting around here smoking jays and you know walking around trying to act like you're not listening but listening no privacy and no place I've been to so I was like you know what okay I'm not feeling this like and many asked okay so what do you do I'm a gospel rapper oh I thought you was like rapping streets or something So all of that was just like, you know, too much. I haven't been in some home studios. I have been promised so many things. Okay, I, I got these lyrics. Okay, I want you to do them. No, I got my own lyrics. I even had some people use my lyrics. And so that's what happened. I didn't have too many good experiences. I can work with you, and but you have to do this. And, Many try to, you know, try to make it personal and not professional. Can I take you out? I'm only here to rap. Some promised me all kinds of false dreams. Two months ago, someone came and said, okay, I want you to do six bars right now. I have connections to Jermaine Dupree and he started naming all P. Diddy and all that and he had to look to go right along with it. So I did it. I said, okay, I'm spitting six bars. I spit six bars. He didn't know I was going to bring it like I did. They were, the whole studio heard it. Hold on, who was that? That was you? And the mics, oh my goodness. Now, if you sound good a cappella, you can imagine how you sound on the mic. The mic, the way how they got the mics, it's so many fancy mics that can slice it up. I'm telling you. And I was like, whoa, I like this mic. <laughs> I like how my voice sounded this mic. <laughs> and he didn't bring nothing to the table that he said he was going to bring. And he felt so ashamed. I thought you, I didn't know you was going to be like that now. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know it was going to be like that. I was just playing around with it, but I didn't know you was going to really come and try to bring it. You serious about it, which you're not. So why are you presenting yourself like you are? You dress like you are a producer, but you're not. You probably don't even know who you said you know. <laughs> you understand? Jesus. So, I was like, enough with all this experience. I'm just going straight to the record label company. And it's not easy, but I went with ambition. I'm not going to hear the word no, and you're not going to turn me away. I felt like every temptation did when they went in front of Smokey Robinson and them before they became the temptations. I felt like the Supremes. I felt like, you understand, James Brown. I felt like Ray Charles. I felt like every celebrity that went in front of somebody and presented what they had without having all the things they said you need to have in order to be heard. That they not even going to hear So I went. Okay. So um, what do you do? I rock. What do you have with you? Myself, my gift, my voice. I was answering just like that. I wasn't even smiling or nothing because I'm not going to put you above what I know I can do. Just like any other artist. And me and them that we hear, I'm like, how did you even get there? 
It's not what you know anymore or what I know. It's who we know now. Hook up the whole New Orleans. Make sure all my boys don't get up in there. Yeah. Soldier boys, soldiers, ma'am, all that. Get them in there. Make sure you get the, yeah, get my crew. Get the whole Bronx. Yeah, get the whole Bronx. You know, you know they looked out for me, so I got to look out for them. I want you to get my folks in. They got some folks from the block that's going to make it hot. Make it hot. Make it hot. And because your foot in the door, they're going to consider, you know, your suggestions. And so I went there. And I did a rap. And I came with the style to go with my rap. And they liked it. And they liked it. And I said, the reason why I didn't bring anything that was required of me to bring is because that would have took too long when I could just fly or drive or catch a train here and let you hear it yourself. I know you got beats. I know you you have access to bring music to pass. All you need is a musician. And here I am. It's like you being hired and tell your supervisor, make sure you come to work on time. Hold on, what are you telling me to? I just hired you and I never put anybody above my ability. When I know what I'm capable of and they liked it. We want you to come back the following weekend, but bring this with you this time. Because they have an eye for potential. Anybody in their field know what it is to see who has the potential to be in that field with them. And they saw potential. They have an eye for it. They know an artist when they see one. And on my way home, God said, don't go back. I didn't know who I was at the time. And... All that time till last week, I said, I know who I am now. I'm going right back to where I was. Now it's more management there. It's not new management there. And I'm going to tell you what God saved me from. He saved me from the mistake that many artists make, especially young artists or people that's just, you know, so, you know, ready, just so on it. They just go and bring it to pass. Just so hungry. Thank you, Father. Who hungry? They know who hungry for the life and who's not. It's different. This is what they do. Many of them, I'm not speaking about this one specifically. They show you the check first, then give you the contract. So when many see that check first, you don't even care about anything on that contract. But what's on the contract is you and I have a certain amount of years to work for them 
and cannot break that contract. You have to work for them for at least, what, six, seven years before you can go to any place, anywhere else. Even your own label you can start. But you have to serve here. It's like any job. The one I was on, you have to go to college online. And you cannot leave here within a year with the degree. And with the record labels, a lot of them are five to six years in. And many of us don't understand what it is to actually sign our signature right there in that place. Because pretty much saying, you are mine until the contract is over. So whatever I ask you to do as an employee in this industry, you must do. If I say to you that the way how you dress is not selling for you because the number one artist on the charts is dressing like that. Now you got to dress more than that so you can bring this up too. You got to do it. If I need you in seven different nations and one day, it's not about your kids, not about your loved ones. You signed for this life. This life is yours for five years with this company. And then you can do whatever you want to do. We have to make off of you. We have to do things regarding you to benefit and profit off of you as an artist. We're going to put, we're giving you money. We put money into you and you're going to bring so much money back in return. Because you're about to show you who you're not by having you to be who you're not. Because you don't even know where you belong. And they can see that from a mile away in most of these companies, these labels. Every celebrity have a before and after picture. Look at the after picture and then look at the before picture. That's the eye they have for you. That's the eye they have for us when they see us. They don't see, oh, this woman came here. Okay, I like her style. But what they see is, okay, that shirt gonna go. Okay, those pants gonna be tighter, okay. It's going to become see-through. Okay, we're going to add more on her butt. Okay, give her more breasts. Okay, longer hair. Okay, high cheekbones. Okay, we're going to do that. Okay, oh, she's going to be nice. Okay, making money off of this one. This is the eye that many of them have for us. I don't care what style of music is in. If we don't know who we are, we don't know who we are. We don't know that we always wet. And I didn't know who I was. And I would have been another statistic. And I said, Father, let me go back this time. And I, I put it, no, I said to God, I didn't even ask. I'm going back in July. I'm going back. Because I know who I am now. And God said, Quenisha, let me do it. Let me do it. Because I'm thinking to go there, God may have me to open up my own record label company. I'm trying to tell you. It is not hard when you know what you're capable of. Sometimes people just come up with so many excuses as to why they not where they want to be. See, my purpose is to help you get there. That's my calling. It's not about no connections. You already have a connection to the kingdom. It's not hard to go straight at it. That's a go-getter. Go right at it. I 
I write plays and God give me a movie. You know who he told me to get in contact with? I had to go to the P.O. Box, Tyler Perry. And it takes so much to get to this man. It's like a 10 step process to even have this man to even hear what been going on. That's how much security this man have and how much stuff that he has private. And I understand that, but it's like this on this, on this, on this. And some of us got to be careful because some of us forget where we came from and how we got to be where we are. Now I'm here, I'm making it harder for others to get where I am. But no one made it hard for you to get there regarding any of us, not talking about him. And God said, write a manuscript down and give it to him. And I was obedient and no matter how he felt about it, whatever you give to some security, they have to pass it up. Now, whether he consider it or turn away, that's on them. But I was obedient and did that. And I was not afraid to do that. Because I see you as a three-part being just like me. It's just that people around the world are paying you for entertainment, which is great because I have to. And I do. But I'm not going to put an opportunity above me that it would not be accomplished. And God was saying to me, it's not a good idea to come alongside with a company that does not serve me, Quenisha. Oh, I didn't even think about that. that. But I did. I know all things. You're not trying to sell your soul, but signing to a company that don't serve me is signing your soul. I'm not exalted where I'm not served. There are false gods that are being served in different companies. I don't want you to come alongside with no company, any company that do not serve me and you do. So I'm sparing you from selling your soul without you being aware. That's just like me. I want this job because it pays so good. But the supervisor, the CEO, worship Buddha. And I'm like, I'm coming in with my God. No, I'm under a person who don't serve my God. We are above and never beneath. Especially any evil thing. Gotta be very careful. I was invited to speak in Miami to open up a crusade in Miami because this multi-million dollar pastor thought it was a good idea to go to the beach and just have nothing but praise and worship because Miami in the summer is known as being so, you understand? Contrary to anything of God. It's a lot of sex, raping, pills, date rape, kidnapping, human trafficking, or Jesus, all kinds of demonic things that take place during this time of year, especially in the summer for college, high school, all that. And this pastor wanted to have a crusade there. Just everybody come out and have fun. Just the gospel. We got the food. We got the fun. Let's just size it up on the beach. 
Let's let's stir things up a little bit in the right direction. Can you open up in prayer? And I was asked that by a woman who's connected to me. It's like she was the middle person between me and this pastor. Because he knows her and she knows me. And I said, yeah. And she was so excited. She said, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm going to Miami. Let me book my flight. Oh, God. Let me make sure my son and father can have him. And my son father, of course. I know what you do for a living. Of course. He come with me, you know, my woman, you know. And the rest of the children, like he normally do. It's my son. I got it. Her family got in her ear. You sure you want her to come? Because every time you do a blog show, the ratings go up when she get on, not when you get on. They coming for her, not you. You don't want her to take your spot. And she came back and told me that. I don't think it's a good idea because, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, I'm trying to get far in this. And I just don't want them to just not consider me. And I've been putting so much into this. I'm not coming to take your place. How about you start off the prayer and I come in after you? I'll camp up that. I just want the opportunity to be a blessing. Especially in Miami. <laughs> That's a free trip for me. And she went back and told her family. Well, she said I could start off and she could end up, you know. And they said, you don't want her there at all. It don't matter if you start or finish. You don't want her to connect with that pastor. Because he's going to have connections to her and going to get you out the way. And those negative words were sewn into her ear. And you know what she did? Told the pastor, well, she's not able to make it. And came back and told me that it's okay. You don't have to come now. And I found out on social media. And God had me to go in there and see. Because someone put an outburst. I'm very disappointed that someone didn't show at the last minute. Who said they were going to be there at this crusade. I wish you could have told me that ahead of time before I put you in a program. And I'm like, hold on. I felt convicted, the conviction in my spirit, like he's talking to me. Like I did something wrong that I didn't do. Let me make sure. So I got in contact. And what I said was, Hey, this is the woman that was supposed to come. And God said, don't say anything about what she has done. Because I'm about to say, it wasn't my fault. She said, God said, don't even say that. See, God defends when everybody wins. Because that would have had her, you understand, not considered anymore. You know, pushed out, pushed away. No longer asked. And God don't want that for her, nor anybody else. So God said, don't even just... Hold yourself accountable and give him your information personally this time. So I said, I want to ask you to forgive me for all the misunderstandings. Now here's my contact information. Now you hear from me and you have basically word of mouth. I appreciate it. So I called the woman and I was like, hey, I didn't even mention that she did. I said, you know, you want to hook up, you know, I can come to South Carolina that you asked me to come. You've been asking me for a whole year. I'm ready. Because at first I was working, I couldn't really do it because the weekends was for my kid. So now that, you know, I have more availability, I can go now. I'm okay. I'm not doing that that much no more. I took a break. 
Oh, you took a break in ministry? Oh, you took a break in, you know, praying and believing? Oh, you took a break in Thanksgiving? Taking a break and believing in God? And for others to believe too? You, you took a break and believing that Jesus is Lord? I took a break. I'm doing other things now. Okay. See, when we're in ministry, we have to know that we are ministry. So we're going to encounter all kinds of things, but just keep being positive. Because I had another situation. All this is recent. <laughs> Very recent. Very. <laughs> Before I go, here's a last testimony. I had an invitation to open up a conference. I forgot what part of Merlin it was in. Like Columbia, something like that. And these pastors, a married couple, heard me on Facebook and followed me and saw me on YouTube. They looked up my name and started looking at what God used me to do and heard a couple of, you know, prayers and things I was on there doing. Okay, we want her to open up our old conference. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's connect with her. We can have her do this in the ministry, do that in the ministry. So I get a so I get a call. Hey, you want to open up a conference? Me and my husband, we know we love what you do for the Lord. You up for it? Of course I am. Oh, don't worry about, you know, being paid. Oh, you're going to get paid very well. Because our peoples take great care of us. And they kept saying it. And I was like, hold on. Your church take great care of you. Your members take great care of you. So what is God doing? What does God do then? And so I was like, hold up. Hold up. You're doing this for money? I couldn't sleep that night. I'm like, hold up. And when they kept saying it, oh, we're going to pay you very well because they pay us, look out for us, take care of us very well. They make sure they take good care of us and we're going to take great care of you. So don't worry about no money. We got you, girl. We don't play over here. What? And God said to me, Quinesha, sold the check back to them and tell them you'll do it for free. See, God knew what he was doing. I did. So I said, well, whatever you were going to give me, write me out in the check. I want you to write that same check out to yourselves because I'm going to sell that back to you. And I'm still going to come and do what God called me to do. And they felt so convicted. They felt so, you understand, disrespected and ashamed they didn't even want me to come. Oh, you know what? No one ever turned down our money. It's not yours. The members giving it to God. And you sitting there putting your members out there like they taking care of you. They don't even know you're referring to them like that. For a half an hour... Five thousand for a half an hour. 
and I told them to write that $5,000 check that was out to be for Cornisha Janice Hood for 30 minutes to write it to yourself like God told me to. Because the devil is really trying to be sneaky and tricky for us to sell our soul and having it look like we're in ministry. And God had me to hear them say it multiple times so it's no excuse for me to deny what God is saying to me. Oh, they take great care of us. Oh, we got you. Oh, don't. Oh, we're going to pay you very well because they pay us. They look out for us. They take good care. And they felt some kind of way. Oh, well, she don't want our money. Okay, we're fine. They show how to get it. Check out. See, if they were in it for God, they would have said, you know what? Thank you. You will still come? Well, come on then. See? Deny all those people that were from God because you got mad. I wouldn't take the money from the people that's putting money in your pocket and you want them to take care of you instead of you doing this for the Lord, you doing it for you. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. So I thank God for these testimonies. And God said, Quenisha, don't trip. Because I'm out here. My glory is here. I'm having your name to be exalted and not exhausted. Many know you according to your fruit. And you will never be forgotten because of your fruit. I'm having you broadcast. I'm having you populate in ministry by doing things that people don't normally do regarding ministry. It turns heads. It raises eyebrows. It has one to think. If it's for you, I'm going to say take it. If it's not, don't. And don't think I don't have things lined up for you to take. I'm just not going to have you to sell what's already been sold. And that is your soul. So I pray that you are blessed by it. And like I started over saying, Kimberly, tonight, I'm excited for you. You better bring that fire. That's fire and power in the house tonight. I saw what you're speaking on. Physical health and mental health. The significance of that in ministry. Hallelujah. I'm so happy for you. Thank God for you. Thank you for believing in God through me. Thank you for connecting with me. I appreciate you. She always say, you you know, you're so fired up, but you know, you, you're so quiet. <laughs> During your spare time, you're quiet. <laughs> you don't say much when you're out in public and outings and stuff. But when you're ministering, it's like, whoa. But at a cookout, it's like, okay. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you.